Welcome to Brothers King Talk, where we talk about music, so you have something to listen to. My name is Samuel. And my name is JP, and oh, we are nearly done. We've just got a few episodes left uh, from our list. Uh, well, d- done for the uh, year, I suppose. This will turn into something that we have to revisit at the end of uh, end of each year when they name the number one song, but... It feels weird. It feels weird to be. I mean, we're only four years ago now. It feels it's modern day at this point. Uh, so yeah. So so we're, today we're going to be talking about a 2019s. Yeah, 2019 was uh, four years ago. Uh, Old Town Road by Lil Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Sammy, how are you doing? I am content. I'm I'm excited to be in our home stretch here. Uh, it's like three years ago. I I knew we'd eventually get to this point, but I never really visualized it per se. So this is going to be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, when we first started this uh, this podcast, I mean, Old Town Road was the, the the final episode. That was like the plan. And then before we knew it, um, you know, uh, COVID and moving and job changes and kids being born and things like that. Man, it life just really changes and here we are having three extra episodes to record <laughs> it's crazy how much life happens in four years oh yeah and it's just it's oh, going to yes. keep happening as we get older and approach our um inevitable end but let's step away from the existentialism for a minute and happier <laughs> news <laughs> um tell me something interesting about 2019 uh, yeah, so 2019, you know, I, I try to find, I, I feel like these days, you know, in modern times, um, it's really, I'm, I, I find myself going to three categories, right? Um, entertainment, um, and then science of either the space or the sea variety. And uh, this one is no different in uh, 2019 on April 28th. Uh, Victor Vescovo achieves the deepest dive of any human in history as he reaches the Challenger Deep within the Mariana Trench at a depth of 10,928 meters, or 35,853 feet. That's terrifying. Uh, (laughs) It just, I mean, it's so crazy to to, to think about what is down there i mean it's like uh, what kind of animals what kind of you know what what the pressure must feel like i mean it's it's gotta okay. be clarification did he like free like dive down there oh no did, no of course he, not he, this he, is like, like a submarine, submarine. Right? okay i was like because i don't th- i'm pretty sure he'd be crushed like a tin can if he dived that deep oh yeah absolutely absolutely the weight of the water would yeah you'd be dead um <laughs> But yeah, no, it's uh, it's definitely got you know, it's it just just to be at that depth. I mean, even in a submarine, I feel would like be really terrifying, but also really incredible. Yeah, like man, it, it's, that is really cool. It's uh, the ocean, the world, the ocean, the world is a big old place. So like, we we still have so much left we could explore. I feel like it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. We have better we have better maps of Mars than we do of the bottom of the ocean. 
<laughs> All right. Well, speaking of existentialism, <laughs> right. Let's move to something that I think is slightly less existential. Um, the 2019 smash hit. Oh yes. Old Town Road by Little Nas X featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. Um, this song, I remember, like, obviously it was four years ago. I remember hearing it in gas stations. I remember hearing it in grocery stores. You could not escape this song. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, like, holds the record, as far as I'm aware, holds the record for most weeks at number one. Like, yeah. point blank. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. And uh, it's it's crazy because this was this particular artist, Little Nas X, first ever single. Like, I mean, I've seen videos. Now, this isn't so much for the song, but I, I saw I saw a video of him in 2019 before the song actually went live. Like he said, I think in the video, he said it's been out. It's been up for about a week and it had a couple thousand views. And it was like, and I mean, he he's like the in the video, he's just some kid, he's just some kid eating pizza out of a bowl, <laughs> because that's all he had. And he's just like, you know, it's it's been up for about a week now, and it's doing pretty good. A couple thousand hits, you know, it's doing pretty good. And then it just explodes almost overnight. And it's worth knowing, this is his first single, and the kid's like 19. This may be the yeah. youngest artist we've had on our list, I think. Um, I think so, yeah, probably. Very possibly. Um, yeah, I'd have to look through the list again, but that, that makes, yeah, that sounds right. So, this song, and um, when I give the co-writers here, do, this is the caveat we give with pretty much all hip-hop genre songs that samples and such are used so you're going to see a lot of people um you're going to see a lot of people as co-writers that had nothing to do with the song mm -hmm. um so this had uh atticus matthew ross or little nas x um it had billy ray cyrus as a co-writer jocelyn adrian donald kiowa rukima montero lamar hill or maybe that's little nas x lamar hill i can't remember one of those guys. And then uh, the name that caught me off the first time I read it, which wasn't this time, but a couple years ago, Trent Reznor. So mm. we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um. So my first thoughts upon hearing this is I feel very familiar with this song, even if I haven't personally listened to it a lot, just because of how everywhere it was back in 2019. Mm -hmm. I already kind of mentioned that. Um. That little intro with the twanging banjos is way catchier to me than it has any reason to be. <laughs> um, like sure. that dong, dong, dong. I love it. <laughs> and uh, the chorus is super infectious. The, the, I'm going to take my horse to the old to town. The old that, town that's, that's a hook. Like, oh, yeah. you got two hooks in there, and that's all you need. Um, I am super curious to see if this song has any deeper themes upon closer examination. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the first thing I noticed, I, truthfully, is how short it was. You know, it's only about two, maybe two and a half minutes long, and the song packs so much into it. So many different styles. Um, you know, you've got the twang guitar, you've got the rap beat, you've got the rapping. 
Uh, you've got the inclusion of the verse by Billy Ray Cyrus that has a lot of country twang to it. So it packs so much into such a short amount of time. Um, overall, it's just incredibly catchy and it gets stuck in your head. Honestly, it's probably stuck in anyone who's listening to this song that knows this song. It's probably already stuck in your head. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, but let's let's just kind of dive right into the music because the one of the first things I noticed is how it really doesn't start off like a lot of the traditional or, or other hip hop songs that we've listened to. Much more country and much more country leaning, um, which makes sense because this was I think supposed to be a country hip hop fusion of sorts. And I will say I love that the the introduction guitar riff, uh, it also comes back for the bridge, uh, which features Billy Ray Cyrus. So it really it brings things back in it. It loops them around and it feels uh, like it has variety and it's different. And it's not just take Billy Ray Cyrus and put his voice over a rap beat. And that's it like that. There's a lot more to it. And I, and I really like that they included that. Um, Lil Nas X as well. I mean, just the vocal talent of Lil Nas X is incredible. He has a deep and rich voice that drives this song. And I think that personally is the key to why it gets stuck in your head. His voice appears in my head and maybe it's because my voice is relatively deep. And so it feels natural and it also feels satisfying to match or at least attempt. I can't always match it, but to match his tone and just follow through with it because it just feels feels really good um i will say the actual loop of this song that is beneath all of that is kind of boring um doesn't really have a whole lot of uh variety to it it's it's i mean it's a rap song so it's going to be a lot of the same but i think the main thing is just it's it's nothing special it's it's fine it's not terrible but it's it's not like incredible either so um I think it is worth noting. I'm pretty sure the opening hook of "Gonna Take My Horse" is Billy Ray Cyrus singing. Uh, yeah, he was not on the original version. The original version was actually even shorter because it didn't have his verse. Right. Yeah. He came into like so one of the tricks. I I, I say tricks in air quotations um, used to keep this song at number one for 19 weeks straight was they kept on releasing remixes of it and the way the charts work. If a song has any variation on the charts still, including remixes, it maintains its position. Mm. So that's one of the ways the song stayed up there so long. <clears throat> that makes sense. Um, so that stupid, catchy opening banjo riff I mentioned cur is courtesy of Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails fame. Mm. Um, if you listen to alternative rock at all in the 90s, you heard that name pop up somewhere. Um, oh, of course. <laughs> his song 34 ghosts four was sampled by producer young keo um and like kind of made into a track a lot of what you hear that young keo track was then purchased by little nas x and then for like 30 bucks and he wrote um some lyrics to go with the song and i believe i read if i read correctly he added more of his own like trap elements to it made it a bit more mm -hmm. bass heavy <clears throat> so with all that said 
the instrumentals alone are undeniably catchy as all get out. Like the there, it's a really like I said that banjo riff. I don't know what it is about it. And I'm generally not even a huge trap fan, but when the beat kicks in, it just kind of complements everything really nicely. Where I'm like, okay, yeah, I get where you're going. Um, this song was very purposely made into like a country rap trap fusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's part of the reason the song got so big was it was originally submitted to the country charts, charted on the country charts, and then after a few weeks in the country charts, whoever's in charge of those charts decided it wasn't really a country song, so they knocked it off. Mm. And that sparked all this huge controversy and debate over was it a racist thing? Was it, you know, people being snob elitists? What was up here? Um, right. Which, you know, it, it kind of went to that um, there is no bad um, publicity <laughs> because right, it's yeah. got people talking about the song and made it even more popular. With all that said, I don't think it's perfect per se because. At its core, this song you're listening to is a 30-second sample that just repeats for just over two minutes straight. Um, And while the vocals certainly add some melody, and Little Nass and Billy Ray's vocals fit the song very nicely, and like you said, I really like Billy Ray's um, verse. It just goes very nicely with the song. I feel like a little more variety would have done the song a lot of good on the musical front. Uh, Oh, absolutely. Overall, like, not bad. It's catchy for what it is. So. All right. Yeah. Now let's, let's jump into some fun stuff here. Tell me what your, your thoughts on these lyrics. Yeah. Uh, so, I initially, I wanted to imagine that there was some kind of deeper meaning to this song. Because, I don't know, it just felt like, oh, it's a rap song about horses. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, that doesn't make sense. It's got to be something else. But after looking at the lyrics and reading about them on the genius on genius.com, where fun fact, Lil Nas X is actually given his own explanation for a lot of the lyrics. And so you can actually read his exact um, his exact explanation about why he wrote the song or why he used certain phrases. Um, And so it really doesn't have any deeper meaning than what it is. Um, after listening to the song a few times, it's clear that the, it's just focused on, I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and I don't care what you have to say. And now seeing as this is, uh, Lil Nas's, uh, first big hit, it was really used to make a statement about, you know, you're going to do you, I'm going to do me. And then I, I do love the contrast of Billy Ray Cyrus's verse because, He's a seasoned artist who's been through all of this. So he's a seasoned artist who's just kicking back and he's just like, I've done this before. Uh, I've been through all the stress. I've been through all this. And now I'm just kicking back and enjoying life. Uh, because he know, he's kind of saying here that the stress of being an early artist is really difficult. It's finding your footing and trying to fit in when in reality, a lot of the song is cl- very clearly, I don't need to fit in. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do, and everyone else is going to do what they're going to do. And so I really feel like it, it drives that home, and it, it's just living the good life. So Billy Ray Cyrus living the good life. Lil Nas X is just trying to get his footing, 
but he's going to do that his way and not follow in the footsteps of someone else. Okay, interesting. Um, so I'm going to give my hot take here. I think all that stuff was added retroactively. All that meaning behind the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when these lyrics are written, and fundamentally, they mean nothing. Um, <laughs> these lyrics just barely have any meaning, and that's not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with a just a nonsense song. We've had songs like Walk Like an Egyptian, Sugar Sugar. They have shown that nonsense lyrics can still have an impact on society, and I would argue even a positive impact, because sometimes we all just need to slow down and not take ourselves so seriously, right? Yeah. With all that said, um, this song is kind of boils down to being a bragging song about what a cool cowboy they are, <laughs> which, like yeah. you said, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm such a cool cowboy. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and it's hilarious because like it's all surface level cowboy stuff like hats and horses Boots uh, to match yeah but then they throw in random name brand stuff so it's like it's a gucci hat and it's wrangler jeans yeah right <laughs> and suddenly i feel like i'm watching two adults playing cowboy dress up yeah that's uh, a good point and like okay i know like billy ray cyrus is a seasoned veteran and stuff but his big hit was the super campy, achy, breaky heart. Mm-hmm. Like, that is tech, he's technically a one hit wonder. So, like, I don't see him any more of a real cow as a, like a quote unquote real cowboy than, you know, little Nas X coming into this. I think they're both just kind of like, I don't know, just kind of, it comes off as um, nothing inherently negative. Like, aside from stereotypical stuff in cowboy songs, like, I'm cheating on my baby, just ask her. I don't right. know crap like that. But, you know, it still comes off. Um, I feel like the whole entire thing ends up coming off more as cynical sarcasm, more mm-hmm. so than genuine fun. Okay. I feel like there's just, like, this undercurrent of, like, a joke that everyone else isn't in on. Mm, yeah. Um. And maybe I'm sure they didn't intend that, or maybe they did. I don't know. Um, but that's just the vibes I get from it, from the lyrics. Yeah, I think um, I think probably you're you're probably right that a lot of it was retroactively added. Um, but it's like I, you know, I'm reading through these uh, the genius lyrics right, and I'm trying to kind of put this together. And there's certain aspects that I definitely think it's he's trying to he's trying to insert these name brands that uh you know it's it's tying in kind of to the the, it's part of this the the rap uh the rap country fusion i think um you know rang you know wrangler jeans you know being kind of synonymous with cowboys and things like that and then gucci cowboy hat like he even says in his annotation that gucci doesn't actually even have a cowboy hat so it's not like that's even a thing that exists in real life but it's like it's one of those things where it's like the juxtaposition of high society something very expensive something that is name brand and something that is probably more so just yes it's a name brand but you can get them pretty much anywhere so gucci versus wrangler um 
And I also think that the uh, a lot of the references that he makes uh, also just come from movie references. You know, uh, he quotes that he had seen, he had just recently watched Dallas Buyers Club. And so when the line comes up, you brought, you brought up the cheating on my baby. He actually says in the annotation where it's like, it's the difference between going from one life of, you know, just kind of doing absolutely nothing with with your life per se and just kind of you know going through the motions to living a life of hollywood where there's a lot of drugs and a lot of you know infidelity and things like that that that's kind of like the the stereotype for hollywood right and i think it's just he's trying to bring that stereotype into more of a music form fair enough um so my final thoughts on it all is uh, sometimes a song enters the public consciousness that doesn't really have a lot going for it in and of itself. Um, but it still leaves an impact because the people seeing the song or the events surrounding the song make it a bigger deal. And like, don't get me wrong, this song is catchy and has a great hook. But I feel like, you know, there's a hundred other songs just like this out there. Like, I'm... Mm. 90% positive this isn't even like the first relatively big country rap fusion song. It's just the one that really caught the public consciousness. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's ultimately what happened here. A just barely above average song was elevated in storms of controversy and tabloids. It's mm. still catchy, but it wasn't, if it didn't have all the stuff surrounding it, I don't think it ever would have gotten as big as it did. So with all that said, I give the music a two. Um, I think the the production work by Young Keo, that original riff by Trent Reznor, and even like the, the trap elements and such added by Little Nas do work together very well. And the lyrics, I give a one and a half. Like I said, there's they're mostly just goofy nonsense fun, to me at least. Right. Um, but, you know, nothing deep or meaningful and maybe even a little bit sarcastic. Overall, I give this a two, mainly for the impact it had in culture. I think this song, I mean, we're so close to it, it's hard to say what it's going to look like 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I believe this song will have some sort of impact on culture, or at least, you know, be looked on back on as like, this was a defining song of that decade. Um. So I give this a 5.5 out of 9. Okay. You know, I have to say, when this song first came out, I really did not want to like it. You know, I heard it everywhere. Like you had mentioned, grocery store, uh, on the radio, um, just literally everywhere. And at the time, it would get stuck in my head, and I would be more annoyed that it was stuck in my head rather than enjoying it as an earworm as i've listened to it here today i have to say it's really good it's a really good track and it's one of those things that you can sing along to and you can just groove to i will say musically it's not revolutionary um and the lyrics i i think the lyrics have a little bit more depth than uh than than you're you're giving them credit for so we do differ on that um but i do think the song as a whole is put together really well and it is absolutely a song that deserved to be as you know popular as it is because 
you know, there's certain songs that just change your understanding of the way two genres can come together and meld. And I think this song is exactly that. It, it shows that two genres that can be so different in so many different ways do have the ability to come together and whilst at the same time have individual components and then also have a component together without losing each and every single one. So I give the music a 1.5 overall just because it wasn't super great. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't, you know, it was middle of the road. Lyrics, I gave above average at a two. And overall, based on the impact that it had on the community as a whole, and you're right, you're not, we're not going to know what this is going to look like in 20 years from now. I mean, we could say the exact same thing, or I suppose they were probably saying the exact same thing about uh, Breathe by Faith Hill, which was 20 years before this song and seeing how different things were. So overall, I gave this song a, in my opinion, very solid six out of nine. Okay, pretty close scores. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. As always, tune in next week where we'll be talking about 2020. That was a weird year. <laughs> my name is Samuel. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> As always, my name is Samuel. And my name is JP, and we thank you for listening. As always, this has been a Brothers King Media production. Mm-hmm.